She's a she-wolf in the closet. Let her out so she can breathe. <laughs> oh, my. Well, that's Shakira. And if this is things I say to try and coax a discount out of the tight-lipped Korean shopkeeper on the corner, uh, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, uh, with some things I enjoy. Coming to you from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And happy... World Breastfeeding Week to all of you. I know some of you will spend this week inappropriately and aggressively practicing your right to uh, release the teeth at sports bars, petting zoos, and on public transport across the country. So if you happen to be in the vicinity of one such reveler, well, let them have their fun. The rest of us still have all the other weeks in the year to quietly feel awkward in the presence of mammalian reminders. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of fun, and uh, you know I like to speak of that often, I had just a, just a wonderful uh, uh, time the other evening. I was invited to visit the home of a dear friend, and by home I mean cramped studio apartment on what's called the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Or if you're a 24-year-old runaway with strange facial hair, oversized spectacles, and a foppish vintage hat, well, then you just call it Elias, because Lower East Side takes too long to say when you're trying to meet up for a $25 bowl of ramen. Oh, but no matter what you call it, my friend. Uh, uh, Platzi and I, we had a marvelous time uh, eating peach cobbler and throwing back vodka tonics. Uh, just, a, just a real fun time. Now, I will say this to all of you, and I know a lot of you like to, like to entertain. Um, let, let me j just give you this hint that if you're serving vodka tonics on a warm summer's day, such as this was, by all means, put the vodka in the freezer and have some ice at the ready. I mentioned this to dear Platzi, and as soon as I said it, I saw she only had one of these mini fridges that looked like it was from the 1940s. And anyhow, we just laughed and laughed, and, and Joy just reverberated for seconds uh, through the tiny, humid chamber in which she lives. Well, friends, after a cheese plate and a fig salad at a local bistro, we decided to take an emotion picture. Uh, now, uh, at this point in the evening, I'd said fig salad. Keep that in mind. We were also a few vodka tonics to the wind, and uh, old Dale had to use the little boys' room. Well, uh, now some of you that live in one of our major metropolitan areas in this great country, uh, uh, this, is, this is a condition that's undoubtedly familiar uh, to some, if not all of you. Now, you're miles uh, uh, away. You're, a few, you're, you're on the way somewhere, but you haven't gotten there yet. You're, you're a good couple of blocks away. You're miles, or at least 30 minutes worth of transfers and subway times from your home restroom. And, 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 and you're, you're not there yet. You've got a lot of walking ahead of you. But you're having some real pressure from down below. Now, uh, JJ, because he's a real technological guy, he's got some kind of magic software that finds public toilets. Now, I told him that that, that might be helpful, but ultimately it's a little unsavory. And besides, JJ wasn't there, so I couldn't rely on him. But a, but a savvy city dweller with a bladder control issue, or heaven forbid, other kinds of issues, you have to formulate a plan. You see, a kind of you have to generate a kind of mental map of places to relieve yourself in a safe and most importantly secure manner. Now I've been in a number of toilets, some public, some private, and I don't feel comfortable going into one of these high-end hotels or fancy places because you just you you feel the class disparity. Uh, uh, pressing down on you, in addition to all the pressure 
that you're already feeling, and it can just render the entire experience uh, uh, difficult. And so uh, it is that I come to you today to sing the praises of Filene's Basement. Now, this is located on the west side of Manhattan. This particular store is actually in the basement. And right away, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, because it's not called Filene's Second Floor Emporium. Uh, so I applaud the consistency of purpose and attention to detail here. Uh, Filene's, of course, bridges many socioeconomic levels and they have a number of comfortable slacks available at reasonable prices for all, uh, for all income levels. And tucked away just beyond the athletic sweat gear and gentlemen's undergarments is an oasis of calm and lavender-scented foaming hand wash. Perfection in a tiled room where no one cares if you don't make a purchase. You see, there's, there's multiple stalls, unlike that pit Lomans, uh, with its singular myopic focus on the individual. Uh, but so, so there's no line at Filene's and no feeling of urgency, a forced urgency. Just a comforting place to sit for a spell and do your business, allowing you to get on with a delightful evening at the cinema. So cheers to you, Filene's Basement at 620 Avenue of the Americas, New York, New York. Uh, I appreciate you and applaud your efforts. Thank you for making me feel so comfortable. Well, after ducking in there and uh, uh, doing what I had to do and feeling much better, thank you very much, we were back on our way uh, to see the movie. And uh, uh, friends, if you haven't had the pleasure of seeing a, a, a movie in a New York City theater, well, run out and, and do it. It's just a lot of fun. And uh, uh, you really feel the city when you're in one of these places. Platzi and I went to see a, a film uh, uh, the, the, whose title uh, uh, rhymes with Bully and Julia. Uh, <laughs> it's about a couple of gals cooking. Uh, Ju Julie and Julia, that's what it's called. I, I don't need to play games. And this is the perfect kind of movie to see in New York because it's, it's, a, kind of, it's a more mature audience, uh, one that's just going to be fully engaged with the picture and not distracted by the cell phones and you know mustard-covered pretzel bits and all that muck that can really ruin the cinematic adventure. Uh, for instance, I took my pregnant niece Katrina to see a film last week, and little did I know that it was going to be Harry Nachos and the texting, half-paying-attention, kicking me in the back of the seat, Prince. <laughs> oh, just a miserable, a miserable experience, I tell you. Uh, uh, but there wasn't anything like that going on until, and this is what makes going to a New York City theater so extremely uh, pleasurable, until, uh, you see, there was a, uh, what could kindly be called a serious technical error uh, because after about an hour and a half of being invested in these two women and their stories and the, and the food and their, 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 their husbands and, and whatnot and trying to write stuff and uh, running a blog, which I happen to know is very difficult. Anyhow, the sound just cut out, just gone, just went away. So, uh, you know, they're, they're at this emotional climax and, w and we have no idea what's going on. Um, Although, to be fair, you could probably figure it out. I mean, this is not rocket science there. When they get a phone call, you can kind of anticipate what's by the reaction. After all, they're very talented uh, actresses and actors in this. But anyhow, uh, 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 this was uh, uh, just little help. 
trying to imagine what they said. Little help to the crowd of middle-aged food enthusiasts. Now, uh, friends, you know I didn't grow up in the 1930s, so I'm under no illusions about how modern uh, theaters work. Um, uh, apparently, some of these uh, these folks in the audience uh, were, were less familiar, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know I understand that when you go to one of these places, you've got teenagers up there, and they hit the button, and it, it runs. The 25 minutes worth of trailers and then the movie starts and they go downstairs and have a cigarette break or do whatever, God knows what. They're, they're, they're playing video games for all I know. But some of these folks in the theater clearly thought that, that there was still somebody paying attention and actually in earshot sitting in the theater to monitor it, you know, making sure the nitrate didn't burst into flames. Uh, well, that's not the case. But these folks, uh, they really thought it would be helpful if they just started screaming, fix it, and uh, get the sound on, and uh, no sound, you know, things like this. It's completely uh, unproductive, absolutely unhelpful to remain in your seat shouting things, because you know who can hear that? The people in the room, and that's all of us. We all know there's a problem. There's no sound. There's no talking. And, and every now and again, I, let me say this, so every now and again there would be a tantalizing bit of dialogue that would cut through whatever technical problem. And so, Julia hates it, or something like that would come through. Oh, uh, uh, uh oh, you know, and you'd, you'd think, oh, well, I got it figured out. But then it would go away, and it just is sort of a crest and, and, and uh, falling uh, uh, between the, the, the feeling like it was all fixed, and then it would go away. But this is just, I just love that people were shouting out in a kind of old-timey cinema way. And then what really was fun is people started inventing the dialogue. And, you know, this is, this is about Julia Child. She has a real fun voice. And so people were doing her voice. And, oh, we've got the cookbook, you know, and doing that kind of thing. And uh, we just all had a, I thought it was really actually becoming a better film. Uh, from the input uh, of, the, of the audience. But the, wouldn't you know, the people behind me were just a couple of uh, cranky old old, old folks. And, and uh, you know, they felt a real sense of entitlement, I guess. So they started saying, refund! And, uh, you know, we, go, we want our money back. Well, again, no one's there. I can't give them the money back. Uh, and, and furthermore, I don't appreciate people shouting in my ear. But uh, it, it did... It, it did uh, lend the whole the whole experience just a sense of community and fun and we were all in it together and ultimately the sound did come back on in a, in a couple of minutes but these people behind me they were still kind of sour grapes you know oh they better give us a movie pass well honestly you could tell what was happening don't be such a uh, you, you know don't be that I don't be that ornery in life I guess is what I'm saying you know they they, they stay positive is one of the things that I learned from my time in California. You just kind of sit back and let it happen and have faith that things are going to work out. And uh, and I know that they will. And so I enjoyed it immensely. I had a really good time. And then when things let out, uh, we were out there uh, in the LES uh, walking, uh, uh, walking back to the subway. Platzi walked me to the subway there. And, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've been down in that environment uh, with all the with all the colorful characters, and on a warm summer evening, there's as many uh, uh, dresses and and gaggles of, of girls and bachelorette parties and uh, people with uh, animal ears, you know, and uh, 
uh, well, it just had a real, like a carnival atmosphere uh, out there. And it just, it seemed like a real pleasant place to be after midnight, just walking along and, and seeing youth in all of its, its glory. I was reminded of, of one of my earliest trips to the city as a boy. Uh, a, a group of us, just a small five or so of us, came up from a, from a camp that I attended. And uh, we had a, an old van that had a sleeping uh, section uh, up there on the, near the ceiling. And uh, uh, we had t taken a, the subway, of course, getting here and there around the, around the city. And somehow everybody got off but me. I got stuck on. I missed the, the exit. I didn't, oh, my gosh, everybody got out and the doors closed and I was stuck. So I sat down and I was sitting across from this from this lady. Now I'm a young, a young, young man at the time, young, young boy, really, just a young, young kid. And uh, I look across, and there's a very attractive uh, woman, you know, and she's got that uh, a short skirt and real made up, you know, and hair is real teased out. And I think, oh, this is a, this is a nice looking lady, and uh, just kind of smiling at her, you know, the way a young boy would at an attractive. Uh, a lady and she's kind of smiling back and anyhow it's a nice feeling all the way around and I see that she 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 uncrossed her legs and now years later I, I would understand what what this was um, but when when she uncrossed her leg I noticed she had a big red mark on her leg now now I understand now if you just sit that way for a while you get a red mark when you uncross your leg but to me this was uh, this was a very alien and possibly uh, diseased splotch that I saw on her leg and it started to come to me uh, words that my mother said about uh, avoiding ladies of the evening and and the potential risks of, of, of this kind of behavior and I suddenly uh, any warm feelings I had were replaced by cold fear that this city was going to overwhelm me and, and take me. And, uh, well, I'm sure it showed on my face just a drop, you know, and oh, and I tell you what, I got out of that, that subway at the very next stop and met up with the folks. And anyhow, it was uh, something that scarred me towards uh, relations with women for a long time, uh, as uh, my ex-wife Ginny can attest. Anyhow, well, listen, we're almost out of time here, and, and that's unfortunate. I'm going to have to do a, another podcast real soon because uh, uh, I've got a lot to talk to you about the birthing classes and talk about great films. Oh, we're seeing some, some really prized some prize pieces of cinema about the birthing experience. But uh, we'll fill you in on those the next time. And until then, I'm going to try just projecting something through a whiskey bottle and see what kind of fun effects I can have in the room here. <laughs> so that's something to look forward to. Thank you all for spending a little bit of time with me. I know I've really enjoyed it. And now let's get back to this music. <laughs> 